Thanks for joining us for our third Hemisync podcast. I'm joined today by Patty Ray Avalon. Patty Ray is a professional artist, healer, teacher, and residential trainer at the renowned Monroe Institute. She trains participants to use their consciousness to access guidance, improve manifestation, and learn self-healing and self-actualization skills. Her art has been shown in the World Bank in Washington, D.C., the U.S. Botanical Garden, the Mellon Foundation, and in the National Gallery of Art, also in Washington, D.C. Perhaps Patty Ray's work can best be summed up as making the invisible visible. And perhaps most importantly, she's the author of five hemisync exercises. I think that actually might be the record, five exercises. Um, and well, those are... It's actually five series. Five series, yeah. So I've done about 35 hemisync exercises. Right, okay, that is a better way to, to, uh, to yeah. put it, actually. And I, I'm sure that's the record. Um, and those five, <laughs> those five series are uh, Positively Ageless, The Creative Way, Healing Journeys, Inner States, and our newest release, The Gratitude Experience. So, Patty Ray, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for recording uh, Gratitude Experience. Um, and as I understand it, the basic idea is to shift into a positive state of being. So that can in turn attract back similarly positive experiences and relationships. Um, so what, what inspired you to create this album? Well, uh, first of all, let me say that I'm really honored to be with you and to be working with Hemisync and uh, not only currently, but in all the years, it's, um, it's a dream come true, to be honest with you. And I think uh, answering your question about the gratitude experience, what, what made me decide to create this one, uh, it's kind of an interesting, a little bit of a long story in that I remember back in the 80s, there was somebody that I knew who was a very wise person. And whenever I would have any troubles in my life, the guy would just say, you got to get an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> and it seemed to be the cure-all that would change any negative thoughts, any um, self-deprecating, any uh, low self-esteem issues, any perspectives on the world that weren't positive. And just by switching into where I was focusing my attention, I could change how I felt. And um, I, I'm kind of like Bob Monroe in the sense that when he was creating a lot of these semi-sync exercises in the early days, he did them for himself. Mm-hmm. Whenever he had a need in his life, he would create an exercise. And it ranged all the way from helping you know, create signals to relax enough to go out of body, and then there are signals that are really conducive to remote viewing, um, basically by getting more relaxed. And then he did a whole series called Human Plus, which anchors in a command in your subconscious to help you perform better, to be better, to feel better. So he did a lot of that uh, towards the end. And from what I understand, he said that he felt it helped him extend his life towards Mm -hmm. the end, you know, just by using positive thoughts and uh, things like that. So because I'd already known about gratitude and, and there's a lot being talked about it now there's a lot and there's a lot of research in fact um of what's happening with the mind-body connection in fact mm-hmm. i just saw a post this morning about uh, two studies one was uh, a dna study that i believe it was the heart math institute that did this and they had researchers holding very pristine vials of dna and each of these researchers was really good at holding a certain state of being 
okay? Mm -hmm. So an emotional state. Mm -hmm. And would they test the DNA before the researchers held it, and then they would test it after these researchers would hold different emotions. And what they found was that the DNA changed according to the feelings that those researchers were holding, and I'm not sure for how long, maybe a few minutes. And the, um, the DNA that was held by people holding really positive thoughts like love and gratitude, appreciation, joy, etc., that DNA was very open and relaxed and stretched out. And the people who were holding fear and anger and turmoil and things like that, the DNA was very contracted and closed off. So that may indicate that our DNA is more receptive to information when we're relaxed and we're feeling you know, open and good, positive emotions. Um, so, and there are a couple of others out there, but I won't go on and on about all the science behind it, but there is, you know, more and more. And we all see it in our lives that, uh, think about people that you like to gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. They're usually not the sour, dour, negative people that, you know, don't have a, a good thing to say or express to you. We gravitate towards people that feel uh, good in, in their energy field, in how they express, how they care about us and how we're allowed to care about them. That's another factor. Mm -hmm. And so when we appreciate, we raise our frequency, and that's another term that a lot of people are using now. We raise our vibrational rate when we can um, open our hearts and feel more love. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fascinating. It's always interesting to um, see science confirm kind of what we take to be wisdom and kind of take to be intuitively true uh, but to actually see it borne out in uh, in data is always gratifying. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think part of my own experience with gratitude is it, it, it just takes the focus off yourself. You know, it takes the focus off the eye. It's uh, very difficult to be angry when you're experiencing gratitude. It's very difficult to be fearful. Um, it's uh, very difficult to be depressed when you're really deeply feeling gratitude. Uh, so thanks for um, kind of putting this wisdom into a uh, exercise that we can all access readily and easily. Yeah. Well, thank you. And like I said, I do them for myself as uh -huh. much as anything. And I, I was thinking about authenticity somehow in thinking about this talk that we were going to have and how important, and you mentioned this word when we first just opened this conversation, that for me, it's really important to come from a place of authenticity in creating these exercises. And people know it, you know, mm -hmm. and I know it. It's like if I write a script that doesn't really have any meaning or purpose or value in my own personal life, people are going to feel that. But when I come from a place of true, authentic connection, it just goes out and then people respond to that. Yeah, absolutely. And so within this track... Um, you offer three different periods for expressing your appreciation. Um, they are a, a special place, um, mm -hmm. a relationship, um, and a period of, of self-appreciation. Um, what was behind kind of selecting those three? Okay, well, a <laughs> couple of things. Um, when, when we, people say, well, how do I open my heart and how do I get into that space? Well, the first thing you do is create some thoughts that then affect your emotions. And so it's easy for us to access, we all have a great library of experiences in our life that we can draw upon if we think to do that. So places, a lot of people 
um, have been to places like beaches or vacations or there have been times with their uh, grandchildren or birthday parties or you name it. It's, it's endless and we all have access to that. So that's a good place to dip into, first of all, to find something to appreciate. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a visualization. It can be an emotional experience. And so that opens it up for more people. Mm -hmm. Now, there's something else that's sort of a bigger picture about all this, those three areas. I've been very interested in the idea of expansion, contraction, and stasis mm. as a movement of the universe. And I think I learned this in the Barbara Brennan School many years ago when, because I'm an energy healer and, and spent right. about eight years there that it's, it seems to be, a, okay, so stasis is a state of being, actually, mm -hmm. or it can be a movement in our lives where we're just pausing and we're integrating what we may have just experienced in an expansion state, and it prepares us um, to go inward, right? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then the inward journey is very valuable for all of us. Um, it's the place where we find our inner resources, where we find information, and then we can take that back out into an expansion into the world. So think of it in business. Mm -hmm. um, if, you, if you have a business and you're very, very active for a while and you're getting things coordinated, that's a very expansive kind of thing. And then you pause for a while and you let that settle. And it's good to just be with that. Yeah. It's okay to not do anything. Right. Right? Sometimes. Right. And in our culture, we don't value that enough. Right. <laughs> it's always do, 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 accomplish, yeah. accomplish, accomplish. And so many people now are realizing the value of pausing and just reflecting. Yeah. Um, right. So, so those three movements are found in this exercise mm -hmm. that we can expand in the outer. And then with relationships, we start to come in again mm -hmm. and we reflect on the give and take. Mm -hmm. that's happened for us and then the inner experience where you go back into self and you appreciate who you are your gifts what you created you know sometimes i think this is a tough planet to be on it is yeah <laughs> right yeah i think a lot of people feel that way and we take a lot of you know it takes a lot yeah. to just be here and yeah. to function in our lives and so i think it's a great thing to give ourselves credit for what we're doing what we're creating what we're sharing and so all of those things are helping us feel better, in my opinion. They make me feel better. Yeah. Well, I experienced the same thing, and, and that's fascinating. I didn't realize that you had uh, patterned the exercise with that intent. Um, and so I guess if I paraphrase, you're kind of trying to recreate sort of a natural cycle, like a natural ebb and flow in selecting these periods of appreciation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's actually kind of an, an after thought or an after effect, and mm -hmm. as I looked over it, I went, yes, there it is again, yeah. this idea. Um, but I think it mainly came, when I write an exercise, I go into a meditation, mm -hmm. and I have my little place on my sofa in my living room, and I have my two cats, and we all get quiet, and then I just ask for information, or I get a download sometimes, yeah. where I just know that there's a need, and then I'll wait for inspiration and idea and then I write like crazy mm -hmm. and then refine it. so <laughs> anyway that's part of the process yeah well that's fascinating and and, and it shows in the finished product um, you know Thank all you. of your stuff I find to be very accessible and I often find myself playing it um, you know yes for uh, people that have been doing this type of work for a for a very long time 
but especially I think for people that are new to uh, meditation, new to uh, expanded states of consciousness, new to doing inner work, um, what is it do you think about your stuff that is so accessible for people? Hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, well, it may be that authenticity piece again. Yeah. That, you know, I, I live a pretty weird life sometimes and a pretty chaotic and a pretty... Uh, all the feelings that everybody else has, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I can put that down in a script and make some meditation around that, it's like the every person, like gets it has the same feelings mm -hmm. so i think that and i don't usually do a, you know in our monroe work we have a preparation process bob monroe created this beautiful uh little before an exercise thing that you do where you prepare yourself to explore consciousness and i think that's a really great thing that we do mm -hmm. uh, we don't just slap headphones on people and say now go here and do this we encourage people to get ready to explore Mm -hmm. um, so I do a little bit of talking between each one and set up an access point for people to go, oh, I know what we're going to go into. Yeah. I also don't usually put resonant tuning in there, right. which I think is a beautiful thing. So when we first started creating hemisync exercises for the general public and not for our programs, um, I actually, I was one of the first people to do that. And I said, let's do it for the general population. Let's not mm -hmm. put the resonant tuning in because some people might listen to it at work and then they're going to yeah. feel weird if they're yeah. making these beautiful sounds. <laughs> right. So, Good. so that's yeah, well, I think it's very comfortable for people. All um, right. Thanks. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think what, you know, something else that people often experience that I certainly experience is that having these experiences in expanded states of awareness, it's often difficult to come back and put it into words, whether you're writing in a journal or trying to explain it to somebody else. Um, but in looking at your art, um, that struck me as a fantastic way to relate many of these experiences. Um, and if you're, uh, if you have the benefit of uh, video and you're uh, listening, you can, we'll, we'll be showing you some of Patty Ray's art. Um, if you're uh, audio only, we apologize, but you can go to Avalon Art Dot gallery and check out uh, Patty Ray's work there. Um, but as I look at your artwork, much of it is celestial um, and reminds me, I mean, some of it is literally, you know, pictures or paintings of galaxies and, you know, constellations and such. Um, some of it is kind of re um, reminiscent to me of places that I feel like I've been to um, when I've had the oh, headphones yeah. on or, you know, when I'm just kind of sitting on a cushion. And, you know, how much of that is coincidental for you? Uh, well, I think um, those realms, the mm. deep space realms. Oh, isn't that interesting when we call that, I uh, call that the deep space realm. And mm. the further in we go, we can actually experience a deep space yeah. realm. Uh, I know when William Buhlman talks about the out-of-body experience, he said it's not an out-of-body yeah. It's an inner experience. Right. Remember Terrence McKenna once said, the deeper in you go, the bigger it gets. Yeah. So this could be kind of a metaphor yeah. for expanding out and coming back in again. And the stars and the uh, all of the creations that we get to see now, thanks to Hubble and Voyager and um, you know, the space scientists, are showing us more about 
who we are, mm-hmm. really, because all of those nebulae and all the stars and galaxies are created from the basic elements that we're created from. Yeah, stardust. Oh, and so that's where we got, that's where we were born, ultimately. Yeah. And um, I think appreciating that everybody I know who sees these incredible images from Hubble has a place of awe where we just, our, our breaths go, you know, we become breathless for a moment. Yeah. Just with the appreciation again and the magnitude of the beauty and the grandness. And when I look either inward or outward, I, um, I forget myself again. Like yeah. you brought that up earlier, getting out of self is so good for me spiritually and in many different levels, mm-hmm. getting out of self. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, and I've also done, well, here's a little tidbit. When I was a child, I went to parochial schools, mm. okay? And so we had to go to mass every day. And they gave us holy cards. So mm-hmm. there, they were all speaking Latin. I had no idea what they were saying. But I would just look at these little holy cards. And they were all clouds and angels. And so there's some deep imprint yeah. somewhere in my, my memory of angelic clouds, celestial, astral. Yeah. And now, now for the last six years, I've been assisting William Buhlman yeah. in his out-of-body class, so that's all about the astral exploration. Yeah. It's just, to me, so interesting how it starts to tie together and right. interweave. Don't you find that in your own life when Absolutely. you look... I mean, yes, somewhere inside, we kind of know and we remember. Um, and I think one of the great joys of um, doing this work is uh, making that uh, recollection real for us. Um, you know, reconnecting with Source, uh, reconnecting with our um, expanded sense of self, um, our authentic self. Um, and so that's, I think, you know, kind of what we try to do with all of our exercises that we put out. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, and you know one of the things I think, what you just said, what we really do in this work, you, now you and, and I and people in Hemisync land in Monroe, we help return people to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no gurus, there's no dogma. The work is about helping you return to yourself in the best possible way. Yeah. And that's honorable work. <laughs> it's a tremendous honor to do it. Yeah, it really is. Um, and so in, in sort of keeping with this idea of um, re- returning to what's authentic and re- returning to what's true, um, what have you known to be true that very few people might agree with? This is a question that I'm starting to ask people every time is because it returns some great stuff. Wow. What do I think is true? Yeah, well, what what have you learned to be true that maybe very few people would agree with? That change is great. Yeah, yeah. Change is great. Yeah. And it's funny because in all the years that I've taught and a lot of people I know and I bring up the topic of, well, you know, things could change or Mm -hmm. things might change. Funny how many people are not open to embracing change. Yeah. And uh, maybe that comes with the training of really being present, mm-hmm. being comfortable in letting things unfold moment to moment. Of mm-hmm. course, there's a way of having a, a plan for your life or things that you want to do. But ultimately, to stay in the fluid moment provides comfort in change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, that's that- right. 
That's a good one. I mean, people really do, I think, um, consciously or unconsciously perceive change as a real threat. Um, but, you know, I think what we find, again, in doing this work is that the underlying nature of reality is constant change and rapid change. And, um, you know, we have to be kind of malleable and um, exactly in response to that change, I guess. Yes, yeah, so and I cool. think it's what a lot of us signed up for yeah. when we came to experience, you know, it's like yeah. the place where change happens. Right, whether we so. know it or not, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what is next for you now, Patty Ray? Are there more albums in the pipeline for you? Do you have other projects going on? Well, I have a couple of ideas about uh, vibration and frequency mm -hmm. as far as recordings go but I need to investigate it just a little bit more like I said it has to come from a place of really knowing the material from a personal level before I can bring it out and um, it's getting very close uh -huh. so that's yeah and we just finished a, an online course on developing intuition yeah you may have heard about that and we the Feedback was very positive, and so I'd like to do another online course. Yeah. Not quite sure what the topic will be, but I've got a couple ideas. They may be based on some of the things we've done mm -hmm. with uh, Anysync, since we already have some audio exercises. Good yeah. topic. There's one on creativity that we've done with Anysync. Yeah. Uh, Positively Ageless, mm -hmm. which was my first CD series that mm -hmm. I created for your company. And still very popular. Uh, yeah, and yeah. It, people use it for many different things besides just trying to age differently. Right. Um, I, people who are remote viewers tell me they use it before they go to bed at night because it clears the slate mm -hmm. so they can do better remote viewing. People have used it for their own personal healing. It was just kind of a surprise. I was just in my, I was in my fifties then. Yeah. And I wanted to create something that, uh, once again, I could use. Right. And, and baby boomers could use. So there it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's a fantastic piece. And it's a good reminder that um, the actual uh, possible applications for a lot of these exercises go beyond just the ones that they were kind of originally prescribed for. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that sounds very interesting and we'll uh, look forward uh, eagerly to your uh, upcoming ventures. Well, um, thank you. And thank you for all your support, you know, that you um, are giving us and for the online course. Um, it's just been a really beautiful experience and I know so many of us at in Hemisync land, <laughs> in the consciousness land, are really delighted that you are now at the helm. Oh gosh, and we have Yeah, we have great appreciation for what's come before, but um, I suspect you're the person to take us into the future. And Let's hope so. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you definitely don't want to be the guy that screwed up Hemisync, so uh, we'll... Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's definitely hope so. <laughs> You'll be great. Thanks so much, Patty Ray. Um, thanks for recording the Gratitude Experience with us, and we'll uh, look forward to more great stuff from you in the future. Okay, great, Garrett. It was really great talking to you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.